I'm I'm uh, I'm going down the path of home automation. By the way, did I did I tell you that? Uh, no. What have you bought? <laughs> I bought a bunch of U lights and a and an Echo Plus. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah, I'm gonna start doing more home automation stuff. Or writing about it more on Mac stories. So I figured oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I figured a good place to start would would be with Hue lights and an Echo. Mm. I already had a dot. But now I've got the plus, and I haven't really even I've had it for a week, and I still haven't really done anything other than plug it in and set it up. Yeah. Um, but you know the the plus has a home automation hub in it, so I figured that that might come in handy somehow. Even though the Hue lights already have their own bridge, and there's home, and then there's also um, obviously Siri and HomeKit and the Home app and all that too. Mm. So I, I don't know. I'm just feeling my way around it for now. I've got it set up now so that when I open the door to my basement, the lights come on automatically because I've got a little motion sensor. Nice. Uh, first wrinkle was, well, if I have that over by where the door is and I'm sitting in the other part of the room, the lights just go off after 15 minutes, uh, which is no good. So, But you can set it up so it only turns things on, doesn't turn, doesn't, um, turn them off. So it's nice. So I, I open the door, turns on the lights. Don't have to turn on the lights. Go downstairs. Work. Uh, I What else have I done? Oh, and then there I've, this the bulbs I got came with, one set of bulbs came with a little dimmer switch thing, which you can just, it just has little tape strips. You can put it on the wall. And it's perfect for the people in my life, which is the rest of my family, to be honest. Who don't want to deal with <laughs> controlling their lighting with with an app or by voice? It has an on and an off button, and all you have to do is hit off, and it will shut off the lights. So instead of using the motion sensor sensor to shut things off, I, I can just tap the button if I want. Oh, nice! Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it works pretty well. I mean, it's you know what it is. It's these. Uh, so it's it's these overhead can lights. You know, we have a lot of these in our house. It's where you they kind of are recessed into the ceiling. Oh yeah. So those kind of big, they're kind of big bulbs. Those are in the ceiling, and then I have a floor lamp that sits next to my desk that also has a smaller one, and then a smaller light that goes up to the st- the stairs up to the upstairs. So it's like uh, six bulbs all- in all, and I I don't know. It, they're just the white ones. They're not like the fancy colored ones. Um, yeah, I mean those are those are fine. I guess they're fine for. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to sit down here under a purple glow to do my work really. <laughs> i don't really need disco lights while i'm work, while i'm writing i just i just need light because <laughs> it's a basement well, I, I don't know i think you need like a dim red light for your evil kind of basement layer that you're i that's true <laughs> i did it all day now it would be good the you can do they are the ambient ones which means that even though they don't have different colors they have different temperatures so you can do kind of bright light or you can do more of a you know it's like true tone on your screen it's uh, you yeah make it kind of yellowy and that kind of thing i got i should sit here right now and make my lights really bright so i'm i'm peppy for this show yeah the the, the bright lights seem nice when you first do them um i actually ordered some of those uh for one of our rooms and as soon as i put them in a tunnel like, this is too bright like it, it was like a, it was like a hospital. Yeah, they have, um, they have a setting called Energize, and that's exactly what it's like. It's super bright. I, uh, I ended up sitting down trying to work out if I could afford an iPhone ten, just yeah. so I can do an emoji karaoke. Um, th- this has just been everything this week for me. 
Uh, I've basically been catching up every morning and seeing what new ones people have done. I know it's pretty it's pretty amazing. There's a guy I saw on Twitter who's working on an app to facilitate stringing the the clips together so you can do more than 10 second clips or something like an iPhone app or something. Yeah, I saw there's a, a few like private APIs that you can use to kind of get access to the um the Animoji. Yep. Um, and I think they've got up to maybe 60 seconds or two minutes or something they can record now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there's definitely a GitHub project because I know Federico linked to it yesterday on Mac Stories. And um, and I downloaded the project in ca- just in case uh, Apple went after them or something. <laughs> yeah. I figured I'd play um, around with it at some point. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy for, you know, I've just bought the 8 Plus. I'm not actually going to go and spend a thousand pounds on a phone. Yeah, just but to I'm do animated. Because I'm not getting cats. all the songs that I want. You know, there are lots of songs that I want to see people do. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's only been a few days, so. Did you see uh, Grays when uh, CGP Grays? I, I did. It was pretty good. That was, that was something. Uh, he, he really went to town on that. It was very gray, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I just like, I love the idea of him sitting there doing those. Like yeah. actually, you know, recording the the face that was so strange, <laughs> right? Just to think about that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you shouldn't go out and spend a thousand pounds just for just for uh, doing an emoji karaoke. I I agree. It I do like the phone a lot. I mean, I mine came. It was interesting. Mine was originally scheduled to come November seventeenth through twenty fourth. I had a hell of a time getting into the app uh, the, the night of. So. When, you know, this came out on, what was it, two Fridays ago? I was probably right after we last recorded, right? Uh, yeah, well, it came out on the second, so as we're recording, it was, you know, five, six days ago. Yeah, so I, that night was also the night that uh, Super Mario Odyssey came out. It was. So I got up at midnight, played two hours of Super Mario Odyssey, and then ordered my phone. Was, yeah, I mean, that that seemed like a solid plan. It was a power um, Friday, but I was very disappointed to find that it took me 10 minutes to get into the store. So my phone wasn't scheduled to show up until this, between the 17th and, and the 24th by the time I finally ordered it. Uh, yet, it still just came this week. It came on Monday, after all. So I was only a few days later than uh, the, the first day people. Yeah, it certainly sounds from everything I've heard. It sounds like um, you know Apple were fairly conservative <laughs> with delivery dates, but actually they've managed to get them out pretty quickly, and a lot of people are having their dates bumped up and stuff like that. Yeah, it was really confusing because you know how you can at least in the U.S. you can track a, an Apple shipment either in in the deliveries app. You can do it either using the Apple order number or you can use the UPS number once you have one. And I was tracking both. When I looked at the Apple one, at first it looked like it might come even earlier because what it was tracking was not the phone itself. It was tracking the return box for my old phone because right. I did the I do the upgrade program. So that came on Saturday. It's always you know it's bad enough that you always get your dongles and your cases before your what you really want shows up at your house. <laughs> I got a cardboard box containing a cardboard box brilliant yeah that, that's that's what i got in the mail on saturday and then the actual phone showed up on monday uh but so i was tracking on apple which wasn't super helpful and on top of the fact that they were primarily tracking my cardboard box it also said delayed next to the shipment which made me a little nervous but ups <laughs> ups had it right and on friday it it made its way from china to korea 
And by, I think it was Saturday morning, it was in Alaska. And then sometime on Sunday, it was in Kentucky. And finally showed up in the Chicago area. I think it was Sunday night or early Monday morning and was at my house by lunchtime. Yeah, it sounds like you got pretty lucky. I don't think, you know, you're literally talking basically one working day from the actual launch day. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it was pretty it was pretty to good. To get it, so. Yep. Yep. And it's, you know what? It's it's pretty amazing. I have the black the space gray one. Mm. And the steel band around the edges is the same color as the glass on the back. So it really is the first iPhone that really feels like when it's off, it's just a complete, it's just a almost like a smooth black slab other than, you know, of course, the camera bump. Of course. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, I mean, it's, it, it's uh, you know, the fit and finish is so tight that it's really just like this heavy, dense black slab. And then when you pick it up, it lights up and magically opens up with your, you know, with Face ID. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's, that that's pretty cool. The, the colors are really vivid and the sharpness of it. It's so, the, the, um, the OLED is so close under the glass that it feels like the icons really are even more on the surface than they have been in the past. Mm. Uh, and everything is just super smooth and colors pop really well. And the gestures are pretty neat. I like the, the new gestures. Yeah, I, I went down to uh, uh, Curry's, which is like a like a Best Buy kind of place, uh-huh. um, and you know they they had an iPhone 10 there. Admittedly, it was you know clamped down and you know had a big bit of wire coming out the back of it, so I couldn't really get a good a good grip on it. But I was able to kind of play around with it a little bit. Um, and yeah, like you say, the gestures actually, I kind of was only there for a couple of minutes, but I was already fairly used to doing multitasking and going back to the home screen and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean. As I say, as much as I joke that, you know, I was thinking about getting one this year, I'm quite happy to wait a year. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to getting that phone next year. There is no doubt it takes some getting used to. Uh, I think the thing that I realized that I was doing without knowing I was doing it was that in the past I was unlocking my phone with my finger without necessarily really paying attention to this, the screen yet. You know what I mean? Like, whether it was yeah. whether I was just kind of holding it in my hand or pulling it out of my pocket or whatever, I would do it that way. And you do have to actually, you do have to have it your eyes looking at the phone in order to for it to work. Uh, and one thing I have turned off is you can the notifications can be private until it recognizes your face, and that started driving yeah. me a little bananas because you know I get a fair number of notifications throughout the day and. Usually, if it's my phone's just sitting on a table or something, I can glance over at it and kind of see what it's about without any trouble. But you can't really do that with Face ID. When it's on a table, you have to kind of you have to have your head right over the phone, or you have to pick it up and look at it to make those the the details of the notifications show. And I don't really, you know, I don't have notifications that are so crazy private that I that I really care about that. So I, I shut that one off. Yeah, that's understandable. And I think, you know, a lot of that will hopefully, you know, get better. Maybe they'll be able to, you know, do face ID at a better angles or, you know, closer angles so you can just kind of look at the phone. But yeah, by all accounts it, it, it sounds really nice. Um did you did you do the auto setup where you put it next to your old phone? I did. It was really cool. Um so part of I meant I was going to for the first time in a long time do a 
do a migration from a backup. I didn't end up doing that, but I did do I did log into iCloud and and get all that stuff set up using the put the phone nearby and it works very much like the Apple Watch where it does that little cloud of pixels type of thing and you take yeah. your your phone and you hold it over the cloud of pixels and it recognizes it and then it just does the setup and it takes takes a few minutes but not not very long at all uh, and then you just go from there and and the reason I didn't end up uh, I didn't end up migrating from a backup was that I was on the 11.2 beta and my phone arrived with I think it was 11.0.1 so I would have had to have taken my old phone and put it back to 11 before and then do another backup before I could migrate it over. And it's just like, oh, screw it. And I'll just start fresh. So I've been starting fresh, which is fine, except that, you know, it takes an extraordinary amount of time to log into everything that you use. Yeah, I think that that's normally the biggest problem, like go into an app, jump back to one password and, and get all that done. But yeah um i mean the reason i kind of brought up the auto setup is because i ended up buying an apple tv 4k uh-huh um at the weekend for various reasons i gave my fire tv box to a friend who was down here um visiting so i uh I, you know i went out and got the the 4k tv um and yeah but i'd be like you you know i kind of just said oh put it put your phone next to the tv and i hadn't had this before because i guess this is a relatively new feature um but you know i put the phone there it took all the Wi-Fi passwords and iCloud and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was just kind of set up within a few seconds. Yeah, it's really nice. And they've had that for, I, I don't know, maybe that came with the Apple TV 4, maybe, I want to say. But I, for, I don't think I've ever used it myself. Maybe once. Uh, but it, it's a nice setup feature. I think that that is probably, that's the first device that ever had anything like that. Uh, and then it showed up on the watch, and now it's on the iPhone 10. How do you like the the new Apple TV with the with the 4K? I think it's basically the same except for the 4K, right? Uh, yeah, I well, one I haven't watched anything 4K on it yet, um, or HDR. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I get the only difference, I guess, is the remote with the little ring, and it's slightly raised up on the remote. But I don't, I don't really care. I didn't dislike the remote that much anyway. Right. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Apple TV still. I'm still, you know, I I meant to do it on Monday. I've I've been meaning to have uh, do a a a count of how many days it's been since they announced that uh, Prime Video was coming to the Apple TV because that was at the uh, what is it September nineteenth keynote. So yeah. we're basically sixty days into that now. Almost we're almost at mid November. Uh, and it's ridiculous to me that they don't have that. I mean, Amazon's been announcing all sorts of other things in the meantime. They ought to just get that Apple TV thing out the door. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said on the podcast, or definitely privately to you, that that's what I was actually waiting for. I wasn't going to buy the Apple TV 4K until Amazon Video came out, or Prime Video came out. Um, as I say, I kind of forced my hand because I, you know, I gave my Fire TV box to somebody else. But, you know, I was waiting for that. And as you say, it's been quite a long time since that's come out. And, you know, we're pushing quite close to the holiday period now yeah it's it's interesting to me that it's taken this long i mean i don't care that much there's not a ton on prime video that i would necessarily watch but and i and i do have a roku and i can use that i just want it all in one box i mean i just want to have the lazy convenience of turning on my apple tv and having everything that i watch in one place because right now that's where netflix is and i subscribe to hulu and then I've got whatever else that I kind of, you know, renting movies and that sort of thing. 
I just want to have Amazon Prime Video on there as an option so I can scroll through that and see what's on. I might discover something I like. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, my, my TV has Amazon Prime built in, in the smart feature. I say smart in quotes because it's not that good. Um, you know, but it has it built in. But as you say, you kind of just want it all there in one place. It's a lot easier to look then. Um, I tend to find myself using my phone and just jumping into like Netflix and Prime Video just to see what's available. And then I go to the TV. Right. So, Rob, we got a, we got a very important tweet. I guess it was, I don't know, three or four days ago from, who was it from again? Uh, that was from uh, Ali. I thought it was from Ali. Uh, somebody I used to work with. Um, yeah, Ali, yeah, Ali he, he told us, this to us. He said that there's a scandal in Portsmouth. There's a, there's a biscuit lover who is stunned to find plain digestive in his milk chocolate pack. Yeah, this I, I don't even know why this was run as a story. It's also filed under business. Um, I know. I there's a lot of there's a lot to unpack here, as they say. First of all, as I pointed out to Allie, if I was the the guy in this article, I'd prefer that it's that the that the headline be "Lover of Biscuits Stunned," not "Biscuit Lover." But yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's a biscuit lover. So the biscuit. I mean, if, if I can, uh, if I can quote from the story, um, you, you so should he's... tell tell everybody what this is all about. The picture is worth a thousand words too, and should go in the show notes. Yeah, I mean, it's got the classic uh, local person pointing at the thing they're angry about. Um, so it's this gentleman pointing at his what looks to be his plain biscuit that he's found in his chocolate biscuits. Um, um, and he's, he's quoted as saying, "I was quite surprised. It's the last thing you expect to see." Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't tell if this is a joke. I mean, he said he's dumbfounded. He sent McVitie's an email. Yes. Um, yes, we're talking about McVitie's uh, milk chocolate biscuits, and he bought a package of biscuits. And as he was poking around in them, eating an entire package, as it seems from the article. He found mm-hmm. one with no chocolate on the outside. Yeah. And this is, I think um, it's also kind of funny that the guy's a charity worker, to be honest. <laughs> there's so, yeah, I, I, there's I something like about the context of this article, it's really funny. Um, there's something about someone whose whole job is to be charitable, pointing in, with a very angry face at a package of biscuits because he didn't get his chocolate. Yeah, it's, uh, he said, I definitely hasn't put me off buying biscuits. Um, I, I can't imagine it would. Yeah, let's see. Where, uh, where did he buy these biscuits? Near Titchfield Common, it looks like. Uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't actually say. It just says from a shop near his house. Uh, so it doesn't specify which retailer it was. So no, John, I don't know if it was Tesco and I don't know if he got a plastic bag. Um. <laughs> well, you, you beat me to that one. So you, you, there's a lot more uh, quote worthy here that you missed. There's the part where he, sa- he says to the reporter, I wondered if it was a Willy Wonka kind of thing. And I'd won a tour of the McVitie's factory. James, <laughs> James said he had heard about previous cases where rogue biscuits had been found in packets. So this guy, uh, he's right on top of the rogue biscuit phenomenon and hoped that he had won a prize when, in fact, all he got was a plain biscuit. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, he's really taken this. This guy knows a lot about biscuits. Well, and, and he goes uh, on. He goes I actually saw a program about this last week. 
where they showed how much vetting is done <laughs> on the biscuits. This was a program about how carefully they they scrutinize the the you know the assembly line of biscuits to make sure that every one of them has chocolate on the outside. If if it's in fact headed for a chocolate pack, that's the confusing thing. This is obviously a plant that makes both the chocolate and the plain. And you know there was there's there's there ought to be accountability for this sort of thing. I mean, we we do take biscuits very seriously in the UK. Yes. Um, what else does he go? He goes on. He says about I forgot the part. Of, oh yes. <laughs> Let's see. I said that the brand is definitely up there with my favorites. I still eat a digestive at my mum and dad's. <laughs> oh, okay. So I mean, after all this, he's still he's still not put off from buying biscuits. He's still going to do it. And 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 the the last the last part is the uh, the the reporter doing what every reporter should do checked with the company and the spokeswoman for the company confirmed that they had received a complaint from James about his biscuits. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's right about the brand being one of his favorites. Like the, the, the McVitie's are are very good biscuits. Okay. Um, I, I don't think uh, one rogue biscuit is going to cause too much of a problem, but. Um... But yeah, I mean this this is in the local Portsmouth news. I mean they're they're taking this pretty seriously. They are, and they have a nice close up of a of a plain biscuit. Just in case you don't know what they're talking about. It's pretty low resolution. It looks like somebody uh somebody zoomed in on this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pixelation going on in the edges of this of this biscuit. <laughs> yeah. The best I I kinda wanna know what the chain of event was from him finding the plain biscuit to this ending up in the news. Yeah, that, that... he's obviously gone out of his way to tell them about this. He didn't get satisfaction from the company, so he went straight to the local the local newspaper, I guess. Well, I mean that's that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, I I really I admire this guy. I'm going to have to do this myself. I'm going to have to claim that I found a plain chocolate cookie in a package and uh, and see if I can get myself in the news. Because we know, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to have to stop you there. It's not a cookie. It's completely different. <laughs> but let, we probably should have get into that now. <laughs> I just wanted it on the record that I have told you it's not a cookie. I know. I know. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of unhappy people, and I kind of did that on purpose. I'm sorry, Rob. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I just know that. To the, say it. I, I know the that tweets there, and the emails. I know there's a difference. <laughs> all right. All right. When all that's so, I think that's all we have to say about poor James. Uh, he's 32. Yeah. He's 32 years old. He's eating chocolate biscuits and he's angry. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. We haven't done one of those in a while. That's that was that was fun. Yeah, well, thank you, Allie, because Allie, you know, he came through for us. He, I, I have to say that I'm not scouring your local news uh, website every day looking for this kind of thing, but I may have to bookmark this. That's um, yeah. I mean, that's not the first one that Ali sent us either. He's uh, he's ever vigilant <laughs> looking for the uh, the local news stories. <laughs> right, right. Oh man. <laughs> So, all right, before we go today, I want to know, have you been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey? I have. Yeah? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, I finished the main story. Oh, nice. Uh, there, won't, there won't be any spoilers, so don't worry about that. All right, good. Um, I, listened to, I listened to Remaster, and I had to stop because I didn't want to get the spoilers at the end of the show. Yeah, I, I didn't listen to that either because um, I, I didn't want to spoil anything that, that's like past past the end of the main story. Um, right, you know, like like most Mario games, you finish the story, but then there's actually a lot more after that. Um, so yeah, like right now, I'm just kind of working my way through, collecting all the moons, getting all the purple coins, buying all the ridiculous outfits that you can buy. Um, 
you know, some of which I got from the Amiibo, which you, I'm blaming you for me buying. Um, I bought them but, and then but, I told uh, my wife that they were for my son for his birthday. Brilliant. <laughs> I, I didn't have that excuse. So I just had to say that I, they were for me, but I blamed it on you. It worked well because I can <laughs> use them now too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and this is just such a, a great game um, in, in terms of... J- even if it wasn't Mario, just an example of a really great platformer. Right. Oh, yeah, it's an amazing game. I mean, the uh, it's just, it, it's difficult, but it's not frustrating, if you know what I mean. You know, it's, yeah. if, if you get stuck somewhere, it, it's not that big a deal. You can just kind of say, eh, I'll come back to this some other time. You leave and you go do something else. Because the... Each of the kingdoms are pretty pretty vast. There's a lot going on. There's a there's a million different moons to collect, and I I found myself doing a little bit of what I was doing with Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was just wandering around, collecting things, and seeing what was going on, and not not really like pushing myself through the story and and from level to level, but you know, collecting just just enough moons to get to the next kingdom. I I just I spent a ton of time in the Sand Kingdom, just wandering around until I finally got a little bored of it and moved on to the the lake one yeah the the sand kingdom is is a really fun one actually i've actually just got back to there um you know the first time since i finished the main story to uh, go off and collect the rest of the moons and and uh, coins and stuff so um yeah and on the way yeah it, it seems really good like there's a lot of you know you don't finish the story and it doesn't feel like a grind to go and get all the rest of the moons because everything's still kind of fun and you've got all the little puzzles and you know, whether it's the side-scrolling stuff or, you know, whatever it is they, they offer up to you to get the moons. Yeah, I really like the side-scrolling thing. I think that that's brilliant. I mean, it's it's just very well done. There's a lot of detail there, and it's neat how it's kind of incorporated into It's 2D in the 3D world. It just, it, those are, they're, they're a lot of fun, and they're a nice break from kind of the the regular hunting for things in the in the 3D world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's going to be, I imagine I'm going to be playing this for quite a while. Um, you know, I, I tend to seem to be finding the moons fairly quickly. I, I think I've cleared like two worlds now, but you know, there's there's a fair few more than that, and um, obviously the challenges do get harder as you go through the advance through the levels. So, um, but right. yeah, I I'm really imp- impressed with this game. Um, it it's just it's just so polished. Like I haven't had any bugs or glitches or anything like that yet, um, which. I'd kind of expect just because of the sheer size of the game, but I haven't had any problems at all. Yeah, neither have I. I um, have you tried two-player mode yet? It's really fun. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I haven't really had occasion to try that. It's a. Um, it's a. It makes the game a lot easier just because one person controls Mario and the other one controls Cappy. Mm. So it can. You can just kind of have one person focusing on one, like the jumping, and one person focusing on throwing the cap to do whatever so it, it it's easier but it's also kind of fun yeah i hadn't yeah as i say i haven't actually played um with two people i kind of i got a second controller just to see what the mechan you know the mechanics of it were like um but you know I, i've just been playing by myself so um but yeah i like to say i'm really enjoying it uh, you know and the best one of the best things about the sand kingdom is i exited the sand kingdom as Mario wearing nothing but a sombrero and some boxer shorts. Oh, you kind of have to buy the boxer shorts as soon as you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. I bought as much as I possibly. I, I spent a lot of time in that kingdom, so I bought a lot of a lot of outfits and mm. things when I when I went there. Yeah, 
Cool. I, uh, unless there was anything else you wanted to, to add to that, I think we're probably done for this week. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think that was a good one. I, there's a lot going on right now, and uh, we can we can save. We can talk about 280 character tweets some other time, maybe. Yeah, let's save that for another <laughs> time when I've had a week or a week or two to uh, test them out. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll uh, speak to you soon. Okay. Bye bye.